Best, best eleven with Stephen Riley. What's the crap like? Hi, folks. Welcome to another edition of the Winey Shuffle Best Eleven with me, Stephen Riley. Um, today we've got another belter, another Scottish Cup winner. Uh, in most fans' opinion, I speak to probably one half of the best defensive partnership we've ever had at the back, along with Gaz Warren, uh, Josh Meekins. How you doing, Josh? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm surviving lockdown and, uh, yeah, just drinking myself into a sorry state just now at home, <laughs> so it's not good, mate. Um, yeah, just, obviously, you're on your way up to Marais, so we won't keep you too long. So, just left Dundee after three years there. Um, up and down, I'd say. I mean, from an outsider's perspective, a few injuries and, obviously, you were captain, so there's a lot of high points. How was, how was your last three years at Dundee? Yeah, like like you said, it was up and down. Um, I still thoroughly enjoyed my time. You know, um, we had a good good group of players. I know it changed a lot. Um, like I said, when I went in, I obviously got the opportunity from Neil McCann, and uh, I was at the state at the time. Um, that was when I'd come out of Cali and I'd had that knee injury. Um, so I got a lot of help there, and I was thankful for that. Got back playing, and then the second season, obviously hip injury I had. Um, Played pre-season, got to September, and then I had to have an operation on my hip, which was it was just really frustrating because you feel like you've had a pre-season, you'll be ready to kick on um, and try and prove yourself, and then that happens. But it's one of them things. And then, you, like you say, after that, I managed to be given the captaincy, which is honoured to do. Um, thankfully, I've had a you know a couple of very good captains beforehand, so it gave me a bit of an idea of what I was going into. And um, yeah. I, you know, I tried to grab it with both hands. Like I say, it wasn't exactly how I'd want it to go with getting relegated the, the second season. But the season just gone, it was nice to be back playing again. I've, I've played quite a number of games and um, thankfully I'm fit and healthy. And, and that's the main thing for me at the moment. Ah, it's a shame also Dundee and both of us were challenging for the playoff spots, obviously, and then the, the season gets ended because of this pandemic. Did you, you fancy your chance in the playoffs? We actually just hit a bit of form um, towards the end of it. If you, if you remember, we, we, we were seven unbeaten. Um, and we'd kept six clean sheets, so we were keeping it tight at the back anyway. That was a good positive. But yeah, we, we you know we just hit a bit of form. We felt like we were getting somewhere, and then that happens. So it's unfortunate, but you know it's, it's affected everybody not in a nice way. And um, it's just it's one of them things, unfortunately. Well, there's more to life in football as much as we love it, mate. I think it's the best thing to do. So what we'll do for now, we'll talk about Inverness towards the end, but we'll go through your best eleven. So. You've also said you've got some subs before we started recording. Um, what's what's the formation you're going for? It's a four with a two holding and then one in front with three up top. Very, very modern. I like it, mate. Right, so who's, who's in the goals then? Who's your first first pick? Got, um, Big Dean Brewing goal for myself. Um, I just felt, he's, you know, he's so commanding, big voice. Um, and, you know, hearts on, on penalties, it just sticks out like a sore thumb for me. It just it showed what a man he was. And... Um, had a brilliant time with him, great relationship. I think was it Dino we kept the clean sheet record with for that little period. It was, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah just a, a brilliant, brilliant guy. And you know, you knew what you were getting from him week in, week out. So starting with Dean Brill and goal. I think I, did, I mean I'm a big fan of Dean Brill. I think he was one of these obviously you you were there at the club a long time. We were seeing a lot of players from, you know, down south, which worked out well obviously, but I think the first time I remember seeing Dean Brill was the year after we signed the boy Claude Napka, who was hopeless. Do you remember him from Luton? Yeah, yeah. And we were playing Elgin away, and I shouted him, 
do you know Claude Napkin? He's like, yeah, great player. He's fucking hopeless. So I didn't have, have a good uh, opinion of Dean Brock first quarter of Claude Napkin, but what a keeper. And uh, barring that game against Dundee United in the Cup, where he had a howler, um, he was superb for us. And uh, yeah, great first choice, mate. So let's go into, let's go for your right back first, mate. Who's, who's right back? Uh, we've gone with Ravs, David Raven, um, Mr. Consistent. He was just, you know, you knew, again, what you were getting every week. And people, didn't really, you know, understand the ability that he had as well. Um, he was obviously consistent with how he played and stuff, but the quality he had, I think he, he must have had quite a number of assists from playing at fullback with the way that, you know, John Hughes wanted us to play. So, um, yeah, not just defensively, going forward as well, we adapted his game and, and crossing was brilliant. So, no, I've put Ravs in right back and even for the dressing room, if you were to have him in the dressing room, he's just such a brilliant speaker, um, calm and influential to young players as well. He just knows what he's saying and, and it makes sense. So, yeah, great to have around the club. I think, I mean, Ravs is probably, from a fan, obviously a legend fan favourite, but he was always seven out of ten and that's minimum seven. You know, and as you're saying, you, you never seem to see him getting flustered in the pitch or getting too emotional, you know, he just missed a consistent, calm, composed. Yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant player. Um, and, you know, perhaps underrated a little bit. Inverness, um, maybe not from the Inverness fans, but for outside, you know, mm. maybe a bit underrated. And I, I think that he had a fantastic time up there, and I enjoyed it sharing the dressing room. Dressing room. And now, who's on the left hand side, left back? Um, gone for my very good mate, Graham Shinney. Um, yeah. Some of the boys have put him in the centre midfielder, but also you played with him as a left back. And he's... Yeah, I, I just think, you know, I, I played with him there mostly. I was obviously on the left hand side next to him, and just what an engine the guy just come back after. You know, we would have a summer off and he'd be exactly the same as what he left. He was just incredible. The, the engine that he had, he was the fittest guy that I knew. Um, and he obviously had a lot of quality as well. He just kept, he was so driven and determined. Um, you know, for a small guy, there's not many people that sort of bullied him or anything. He was just uh, a brilliant player. And, and it just shows, you know, what he's gone on to, how, how good of a player he was. As a player, I mean, I remember when we first signed him out, we got him from Dice and Aberdeen, and he had a serious illness. I think that might have been when you were just maybe arrived. Yeah, uh, it was, um, the Crones, wasn't it? And it was, uh, I. And I know, I know Terry Butcher was pretty instrumental being there for him and stuff, and I think it was his best side at one point. But to come back from that, to sort of come into the first team, once he came in, he never left, and what a player he turned into. Yeah, fantastic. And even now, you know, we're going into centre midfield. To play centre midfield for Derby is just incredible. You know, he's alongside Wayne Rooney. It's uh, yeah. it's quite brilliant, isn't it, to see? So yeah, no, I've uh, I've kept in touch with him since, and yeah, brilliant, brilliant player. Well, but he's knows so that's some snout he's got, isn't it? I, I mean, can't really say much on that front. <laughs> I, I, I beat you, mate. I think he's caught offside with that nose a few times. <laughs> um, who's in the? So let's go first. First centre back you've got in your back four. Here's another one with a, a bit of a nose as well. We've got my great partner, Gary Warren. Um, Kevin. <laughs> uh, an absolute warrior, um, a leader. And obviously, I obviously have my best partnership with, with, with him at Inverness. Just, we just seemed to click. I don't know what it was, but from day one, you know, he was obviously a good talker. Um, I was quite young, but I was still trying to make my way in and... and, and I would try to be a communicator as well, but I just thought if I just listen and, and take on advice and stuff, and you sort of, you grow into it as you play. And I think the, the more I grow into it, the better we become as a pair. How did uh, you find, I mean, when we first signed, I'm sure we signed you the fullback, didn't we? Oh, that was yeah. the, the, the position you came up from. But how did you find moving from the right back into being in the centre of defence? Was it hard? Did you find it a bit more? I don't uh, know. 
Yeah, we've lost four bit in the middle in this room. I've probably grown into it, obviously, and and uh, to start with, I was I just I was a bit concerned about if I'd be like bullied in that because I was quite. I wasn't small, but I was new to the to men's football. Basically, I'd only been playing in under 18s at Ipswich, mm-hmm. and I remember at the time we've got big tokes and stuff playing centre half at the club, and I'm looking at these guys thinking I'm, I'm like three or four inches shorter than these. I've got to really you know, stand out to try and get in there. So, mm-hmm. but um, Terry Butcher kept kept faith with me, and he, he just kept saying to me, "Look, I believe that this will be your best position." Um, and yeah, I just, I grew into it and thankfully, you know, I got an opportunity and I managed to take it um, after having a a little bit of an injury at the start with my ankle. So um, yeah, but like I say, Gary Warren, just an absolute warrior, great player to be alongside in the dressing room, a leader. Um, and yeah, can't speak highly enough of him, you know, just the way... He's a big centre-half, isn't he? You don't get many centre-backs like Gary Warren nowadays. He's, he's, oh, he's yeah. done that sort of future mode as well, so maybe that's why Terry loved him so much. But Yeah, no, it was... Um, Fantastic, but see when uh, when John Hughes come in and he had to adapt his game and play the way that he wanted us to play, he managed to do it as well, and that just showed the player that was in Gaz. Um, you know, for he'd obviously naturally he was able to do what he did, um, but to change a game to the way that we wanted to pass and play was just brilliant. And um, yeah, great partner, and I had my best times at Inverness alongside him. Yeah, we've well, got him coming up soon. I wonder if you'll get any best of him, mate. I'm sure he'll be good, but I'm sure you'll get him. Who's next to Gary Warren centre half? Um, this one is, I didn't play with him too much because it's a, it's a Dun, what, Dundee one. Um, it was Stephen Corker. Um, oh, player, yeah. An absolute man mountain. He made the game look so, so easy. It was almost like he was in slow motion. Um, he came into training and you just thought, wow. Like he, The guy was an absolute unit. He was massive, but he could move as well. And you just think that's, that's the level, you know, he's been at the very top. And it just shows how good and how how physically, you know, strong and demanding they must be in the Premier League and, and, and in them sort of, he obviously plays for England as well. So it just shows the quality that he had. But honestly, he was just in cruise control when he was here. Um, he's had his troubles, obviously, outside of football. But without going into that, just an absolute phenomenal player. And um, it was a great experience to play play with him. Yeah. Good man. So that's, that's, that's a solid back for a great keeper. So two hold midfielders, wasn't it? So let's give me uh, your first hold midfielder. First one is, um, oh, sorry, Greg Tansy. Ah, friend uh, of the quarterback. Don't, don't need to say much about him exactly. Uh, just you, you get the ball, give it to him and, and let him do what he wanted to do with it. Um, absolute brilliant passer of the ball. Probably the best that I played with at Inverness. Just could spray it anywhere he wanted. He had that bit of quality. Um, and yeah, just fantastic. Again, another great guy to be in the dressing room as well. I'll probably say that about most of these because especially of the ones at Inverness anyway. They were just a brilliant, brilliant team to be in. And uh, we just had that togetherness and it was fantastic to play with. Um, I really enjoyed my time there, obviously. And yeah, he was uh, he used to just sit in front of us and, um, you know, get on the ball and make, make things happen. He dictated the play and unbelievable footballer. I'm just, you know, gutted about what's happened with his, oh, his time, no. his injuries and stuff. I feel it's a real shame and... Uh, yeah, it's just, it's not nice. I've obviously had my fair share, but not quite to the extent that Tanz has had to deal with over the last few years. So it's just horrible. Next to Tanzi, another hold midfield on you. you know uh, it's a, a Dundee player that I was with. Uh, he's now at Rangers, um, Glenn Kamara. Good player, very good player. Um, honestly, so calm on the ball. Just it, when he gets it, he never, never flustered, um, you know, to, to do what he's done and go into Rangers team and just slot in. Um, it's just fantastic and it shows the player that he is. Um, but 
yeah, another one, you know, good on the ball. Um, and just when things were going wrong, he would be the one to start things and, and try and dictate the play and get things going. Um, and he can, he can make a tackle and break up the play as well. He was brilliant at that. He just sort of sat in front of us. He was like a sweeper, just went across right in front of the back four. Um, left out a big man, um, which <laughs> is, a, is a bad, but these things, are, these things have to be done because, you know, he, he just is a quality player. And uh, if I'd have left him out, then it would have been it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been right so. no no so, I mean I think even I think Rangers fan probably didn't realise how good a player they were getting Kamara because from the outside I thought ah, squad player average probably 10 games a season but he's, he's stepped up to the role perfectly you know we, people see us at the weekends and games and that's it whereas we see each other day in day out so you can see when a player's got some real ability and, and what, they're, what they're capable of doing it's just obviously a case of some people can implement it onto the pitch and some others can't um, so some people are just unbelievable in training and can't do anything on a match day and you just think how like why um, yeah. to be that good in training why can you not just do it you know even for half a half but um, no it's uh, it's one of the good things about football that you see and you get to know players in the dressing room when you're playing with them day in day out and unfortunately Fans obviously only see it at the weekends, so um, but brilliant, brilliant player. I oh, that's good, solid to hold. So you get three, three across the, the front, three midfielders, two, one, 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 one centre, two wingers, one striker. Is that we're going with? Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with the one just in front of the two. Was um, it'll be Ryan Christie? Well, yeah. Just well to, to see to see what he's gone on to do it just shows the ability that he has, and we always knew it even when he was a kid about how much ability he had. He was just. Unbelievable people obviously just thought he was a bit weak at the time when he was first coming through and he was getting out muscled and stuff. But you look at him now and he's just he's growing and growing and uh, he's powerful now. When you look at the Celtic when he's playing for them, he's driving past players and people. Aren't, man for Celtic, the midfield, the very driving everything forward. Yeah. People can't handle him anymore, um, and it's brilliant to watch and see what he's gone on to do. Um, and did you play against him when he was at Aberdeen when you were at Dundee in the Premier League? Did you play against him? Yeah, yeah. Um, again. <laughs> very difficult <laughs> <laughs> he just gets in them sort of areas which you, you can't go into him um, he just gets on the ball he'll can turn and run at you um, and he finds a pocket all the time where he's just in between defenders and midfielders and if you get someone that gets in that area with the quality that he's got I mean I remember his, go, his goal at home against Aberdeen oh, peach. Yeah. and it's just that was what he was capable of. And like I say, again, we were seeing it day in, day out in training, the ability that he had. And the fact that he's gone on now and he's, he's doing what he's doing at Selwick just proves the player that is inside him. And uh, I hope that he continues to go on because I believe that the ability he's got, he could even go to the Premier League in England if he carries on. So, um, so. Yeah, credit to him with what he's done. No, a great player. I mean, stunning. Right, so we've got Ryan in the sort of attacking midfielder, sort of number 10 role then. Who's out on the right-hand side? Uh, Marley. Marley Watkins. Um, just electric. Uh, I felt the the Celtic um, game, the semi final, just summed him up as a player. He just, I've never seen anybody do that to Denier or Van Dyke, what he did that day. And he was just powerful, rapid. He didn't give him a minute's piece. Mm-hmm. Really, really fit. And he was an athlete, but he had quality as well. And um, when he was going for on goal, you knew that, you know. He was going to be able to get to the end of it. It didn't matter if you put something over the top. He was getting on the end of it. You just—he was an outball, but he had quality at the same time, and it was brilliant to play with him. Um, not the not the brightest guy I've ever met. Even when you're Christian, would you? <laughs> well, 
the brightest guy. I've seen um, I've seen Ryan's piece on it the other the other week about him with the A9 thing. It's just incredible that he drove off the A9 to get back on it. To go home. I just <laughs> I, <didn't see> him. <laughs> summed him up. It was just, but what a guy! Brilliant for the dressing room because he was just so funny, but a brilliant player and uh, another one that's gone on to better things. And and fair play to him, he's kicked on in his career. And is he any good night out stories from Mali? I, I know a few that can't be broadcast in this pod, but any any semi PC ones? Um, probably not with him to be honest. <laughs> I'd better leave them. Um, but no, yeah, not case. But a brilliant, brilliant guy, um, and fantastic for the dressing room just for his the way he was, and and he was he was great banter to have in the dressing room. You get Marlon the right, Christy Olsen the number ten. Who's out on the left? Uh, Johnny Hayes, <sighs> Hazy on the left. Um, another one that's kicked on and went, you know, done well at Aberdeen and then Celtic, um, and. Yeah, just a, a brilliant player again. Um, I think that he's got better as he's got older as well. I mean, yeah. he was a bit of a, a nutcase when I first arrived. Um, him and Lee Cox were two characters in the dressing room. It was it was quite funny, actually, when I came up. They sort of took and helped me when I was coming in um, and just made me sort of... If they were going out to do stuff, I would always be invited with Johnny and that, and it was brilliant. It was it was something that you know really made me feel like at home when I got up there. Was the, and that was thanks to him um, with the way that he was, and, and yeah, on the pitch he just did what he did and um, tremendous left foot, and he was rapid. And I think, like I say, I think he's got better with, with his age, and I think obviously with with his family and stuff that he's settled down. I probably think that's made him a better player as well because he's obviously just more. He's got a more professional lifestyle, I'd imagine, and it's and it shows on the pitch with what he's done. Phenomenal player, still got a, a lot to offer Aberdeen when he goes back there. Yeah, and the ability that he had. Um, unfortunately, I've had a couple of run-ins with him that have, that have been sore ones for him. <laughs> he, obviously, the Aberdeen in the in the final. The cup final, yeah. He ran into me, and um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'll put it. He no, went no. and he done his shoulder, I think, which is. is mm. It's not nice. Um, and then I made a tackle in, at Dens against Celtic. Um, and we both went off. But he, he ended up with a fractured leg. So uh, yeah. it's just nasty, nasty injuries. Um, obviously, nothing that I could do. I've always messaged him. And we spoke afterwards and stuff. But it's just, uh, yeah, great, great player. Um, brilliant to have on your team. And again, a live wire in the dressing room if you ever wanted one. So No, no, great player. Great. So... Johnny at the left. Who's who's up top? Now this one, I was, I was sort of humming and on what to do, but I've gone with I've gone with Kenny Miller. Um, yeah. Because as much as you know, he was at the end of his career. Um, he was still a fantastic player, and the knowledge of the game that he had and what he brought into Dundee for that little period of time. As much as he might not be able to put it on the pitch, as much as he what what he did in his you know younger days, what a player and his finishing was incredible in training and stuff. He just he didn't lose it, and obviously you're not going to when you've got the quality he had. But um, he's just a brilliant player, um, a true professional. To be doing what he was doing at his age, you've got to be. And um, fair play to him for the career that he had and for the for the amount of time that it lasted is just incredible. I mean, you look at boys now and. It is getting older, I think, the age of retirement, but he just set the bar. I mean, to be 40 and still doing what he was doing for us was brilliant. Um, and like I say, it wasn't the best time for him to come into the club because we were struggling at Dundee, but he brought just a, a, a true professionalism into it and demanded standards, high standards. 
and uh, a brilliant, brilliant player. And, you know, his career shows that. I mean, I don't even have to say anything about it. Um, yeah, fantastic. And, and um, yeah, like I said, I was just, uh, I wanted little Billy to get in there, but I've had to go with Kenny. Oh, I said, I saw Kenny Mellon last year against us for part of this one. I thought he was, I mean, he, he, he does look his age. He looks about 25, still runs like he's 25. And, uh, he's fit. He's still really fit. When he came back to pre-season, he would always be near the front. Um, yeah, a really, really just obviously a naturally fit guy, but he looked after himself as well. And, and, and that, like I say, true professional and, yeah, fantastic to have in, in the team. So that's, that's, that's a strong 11 that one. So we'll, we'll recap the first 11 before we go into your subs. So in goal, Dean Brill, the back four are Raven, Shinny, Warren and Colker. Then you've got Tanzi and Kamara, the two holding midfielders, with Christine in the number 10. Watkins out right, Johnny Hayes in the left, and then Kenny Miller up top. So strong 11. So here's the, the part that you, the people you sort of semi-pissed off and put them on the bench, but you're still on the Christmas card list. So there is a, There's a few, of, you know, but it's a shame. Are we, going, are we going for standard five subs or are we going for more? Uh, yeah, five start, five subs. Um, and we'll start with, I've gone with Aaron Doran as the first sub. Um, just, he's still doing what he does now, isn't he? He's a fantastic player. I think, you know, John Hughes helped him massively with the way that he wanted him to play. He wasn't just a, a winger that was direct and getting at people. He was able to come inside and get on the ball and, and do things like that as well. He scored some special goals. Not appreciated by Inverness fans, and I'm and I, I'm a fan of Aaron Doran, but I, I think even a lot of fans don't realise how good a player we've got. They just take yeah. it for granted he's still there and he's doing it every season. The quality he has is he's he's got so much quality. I mean, you've only got to look at a few of his goals. Um, I mean, the one that stands out again for me is probably the Ross County one away from home. Always like the goals against County, didn't he? Just cut. Yeah, I know that was one thing as well. Um, he's got he scored a volley as well, I think, or a half volley. Um, yeah, don't play. Yeah. Uh, he cut cut inside and just put it in the top corner and you're just thinking that's just what he had. Um, you put him on the left, on the right. He could get people on the right. If you put him on the left, he'll come inside and get on the ball and make things happen. He's just got a really good bit of quality. Um, and um, yeah, I think, you know, the fact that he's come through what he has with his injuries as well speaks volumes of him, volumes of him as a guy and as a person because <clears throat> having had him myself, it's difficult when you get long-term injuries and he's had... He's had two knee ones, like long, yeah. long term. Back to back, nearly, wasn't it? So. Yeah. So mentally, to come through that just shows, you know, the character that he has, um, that he is, and um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant player. And another, another guy that's good on it, yeah. Of course, yeah. I didn't <laughs> say too much on that, but he does like a, he does like a few scoops. Ah, well, he's, he's, a, he's a father like yourself now. He's all, he's all, he's all responsible now. So we'll uh, <laughs> change ways now. So who's in the who's in the bench next, Anna? Uh, we've got Billy Mackay. Like I say, just just uh, couldn't fit him in because of Kenny. But the seasons that we had him, you just knew whenever he touched the ball, it was going to be a goal. Um, it was just incredible what he was doing for us, um, taking chances that you just wouldn't expect people to take. Uh, was it the one? Was it Kilmarnock where he flicked it over their head and, yeah. and, and just? I'd have went to Rugby Park away, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Peach Frugal. That sort of composure is just that summed him up that season. Um, and yeah, it was just he was he was on fire for us, and it helped us massively. Um, and yeah, a brilliant player, quiet quiet guy, but mm. you knew what you were getting from him on the pitch, and that's all you can ask for. I know he played for them over the bridge that we don't like to talk about very much, but I mean, yeah, legend for us. Um, probably when we first, we first signed him, if you remember, his first season was really quiet. I mean, it took a while for him to sort of get going, um, but we did we had a history of doing that in Vanessa. Adam Rooney was the same back in the day. He was slow for the first season. And then picked up, but 
Yeah, great player. Probably when we got him back the second time, yeah, that wee bit. I think the team were also were going down. It was too late to save us, but yeah, legend, mate. And uh, yeah, up the road is uh, it just takes a little bit of time for them to adapt to the life yeah. and the, the fact that you're miles away from perhaps what you've been used to with your family being close by, and even if your family aren't close by, it's just a completely different place. It's the uh, you know, but that's what made our dressing room in them few years fantastic because we were all together and anything that we did. If we were to go out in town, if we were to go even just for a coffee, it would be a massive group of us and we just gather all the time. And I think that comes out on the pitch as well when you're doing things like that, without a doubt. Um, you know, you speak of people doing team bonding sessions and that, but we didn't even need it because we were just doing that sort of thing off the pitch regardless. And uh, that's what made it so great to be around in them years at the club. No, they make me emotional here. You think, well, I think all the good times, Josh, you know? <laughs> they were good times. It's nice to think about. <laughs> I've already mentioned the Scottish Cup went all the hand, which we're not going to mention in this pod because it was never your hand, it was your face. So, <laughs> uh, who's the third sub in that bench, mate? We are going to go with Richie Foran. Um, yeah. And I'm putting him in because just a fantastic captain. Honestly, he was, you know, I know what happened with him going into management and stuff didn't quite work out, but for a player and for a captain to be in your dressing room, he was He was fantastic. He would drive anybody on. If someone wasn't cutting it, he would tell them, but he would also be there for a hand on your shoulder if you needed it as well. And um, brilliant, fantastic player to be in the dressing room, uh, a loud voice. And it wasn't just the things that he was doing on the pitch and driving teams forward. He, everything that he did off the pitch as well was fantastic. The things that he did to get the boys together, to do things together, he would be the one that was organising it all. He would organise everything for when we were staying away, perhaps. He, would, he did so much for the club and for, for us as a team at the time. Even when he got injured as well, he was still there. Uh, just brilliant to have in the dressing room. And that's, you know, and he, there was, he was a really good player as well. You know, yeah. you could, you another could, underrated player as well. He played all over the pitch. And again, you just knew what you were getting. He went from left wing to striker to centre mid. And he was going to give 110% no matter what. He was going to fight. And the opponent that he had against him wasn't going to get an easy game. So. Yeah. You knew exactly what you were getting with Richie and uh, yeah, thankful to have him as my captain when I went up there because like I say, he he just made things easier for the younger ones. He just, he, he brought them into the dressing room. He got them sort of together with the team and made it so comfortable for you to be in there. Um, even for like you say, when Ryan Christie and stuff would have been cutting, getting brought into the dressing room and things like that, there would be Gaz and Richie. These, these guys were helping them get in. Yeah. Uh, and you need players like that at a club. Uh, regardless if they're playing or not, week in, week out, you need them sort of players at a football club, I believe, just to have that sort of camaraderie and, and, and people together. And they, they know what they're doing. They're, they're experienced pros. So it's good I to have. I think Foden was pretty good. I mean, obviously, Butcher, Butcher trusted Foden. They'd been together at Motherwell. And I think probably actually he's probably a good shop steward. Maybe that level between the players and the manager. The yeah. between. And again, what happened at the end, we would touch it. I mean, it's, it's sad. And I... I I hope Richie can come back to the club and maybe even 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 watch a game. I'm not seeing him at a game. He seems to have yeah. stayed away. I know he's doing his sportswear stuff now, but yeah. Yeah, it's a shame how it ended with him. Yeah, yeah it's a real shame. Um, and you know, I'm, you feel like obviously that season I got injured in January, but you just feel like it just it's horrible to, the fact that you've had to leave the club and he's obviously left the club in the same sort of way that I have, where the club's going down and you just think it's just it's horrible, but not not nice, but. Um, yeah, as a player and as a leader in the dressing room, fantastic to have. 
Brilliant. Right, so it's three in the bench, two more to go. Should you have second last time? Uh, big Drapes. Big Drapes is in. Um, <laughs> another man, Mountain, to be honest. He's just a, an animal um, and, a, and a fantastic person to have in the dressing room again. Uh, that that dressing room that I've got here would be would be brilliant. Like I say, there's a lot of boys that were from that sort of that sort of time, but yeah, a brilliant, brilliant player as well. Underrated too. Um, you know, he was a big boy and he got around the park. He could play though. Pardon? He could play. He yeah. was good in the ball. People thought he was this big lump of a guy, but good in the ball. I mean, John Hughes wasn't picking players that couldn't couldn't do it. He wouldn't he wouldn't do it. So if you like say you have a son who you swam with um John Hughes and you had to do it or you weren't gonna get in the team and a few of us had to adapt to the way that he wanted us to play, but Drapes was able to do that. He just without I know like I say I'm not starting him, but in front of the back four you just knew that you had security and he was there no matter what. If there was something, if there was danger, he would sniff it out. And uh, yeah, a real threat going forward as well when he was driving at players. He was just scary. Like if he's running at you, I kind of it's it's like a train coming at you, isn't it? Really. John um, used to come up front towards the end. Everybody maybe needing a goal or we were chasing a point or something. He stick him up the number ten, and it was just like a steam train going through. No one could yeah, stop him. Exactly. It was he was just a massive guy, but yeah, real down to earth as well. And and again, a, a brilliant player to have in the dressing room. Um, and legend. I know he played for them, but yeah, I'd have a back in a second. Um, Last sub of the, the team? Last sub is going to be Andrew Shinney. Um, I obviously, like I say, I was really good and close with, with uh, Graham, but mm-hmm. them two lived together at the time and uh, I was always sort of around there. And, and um, you know, that, they, that it was us three that sort of done things together at the start mm-hmm. um, and we had like good friendship and stuff. But yeah, fantastic player. Um, like I say, I put Ryan in front of him, but Andrew was just quality. He... Uh, the season he had with behind Billy, um, his assists and his goals were just, they were influential to what we'd done in that season, I believe. Um, and he went on, he was at Birmingham that he went to. Yeah, Birmingham, yeah. yeah played, played, you played against him in the pre-season friendly, that's right, two brothers against each other. Now he's at uh, Luton, is it, I think? So, Not Luton, yeah, still playing for Luton, yeah, played the other day. Fantastic what he's done and gone on to do, but you could see it, he had ability even when he came in from the start. Um he was just quality and uh, to have him in your team or to be able to bring him on as a sub or whatever. Yeah, fantastic player. Yeah, I think we were lucky. Yeah, I think we only got him because Graham was there. Obviously, he'd been at Rangers and he wanted to play with Graham. But yeah, I remember that game. Remember the game against Kilmarnock? It was something like 6-3. He got a hat-trick. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> him and, uh, David Davis carrying three players on his bike running through. He was a player oh, that way, but Yeah, he was a really good player. Um, but yeah, Andrew was just like say, I... I sort of got involved with Graham when I went up there. I was a similar age, and uh, then obviously Andy moved in, and it was brilliant to be a part of them too. Um, they sort of, we just like to say, it made it easy for me to move up there, and I felt at home. Um, and without them two there, it probably would have been a bit more difficult because obviously, like, boys had families and stuff, so it was, uh, they were at a different stage of their lives to what us three were, basically. So, yeah, good to have them. You've touched on it, Josh. I mean, you were what, 18 when we signed you, weren't you? 19, 18, yeah. 19. How did you find it then? Because obviously, I know, obviously, Teddy Butcher was a pool because, obviously, that's reached connection you've been there, but going from Ipswich to Inverness, how, how was that? Did you did you know where we were at the time? Or? No, I'm not going to lie. I didn't. <laughs> I had no idea. When they said that it was... Did you drive up or did you fly? I flew. I flew up to start with because uh, I just ended up letting my uh, dad and brother... My dad did the drive and my brother came with him. Um, but, yeah, it was... Uh, 
he drove up, brought my car to me because at the time it was just get a case of getting me up there and getting me in to get a trial um, because I sort of needed an opportunity and thankfully Terry Butcher gave me that and as soon as I started playing he was like I I really like you um, you know and I just knew that I had a chance if I was to stick at it um, I was ringing my family every week homesick hated it um, but that was only away from the football though you know when I was at the training ground or the, the stadium and when we were going to training there were, I was fine you were just you were doing your daily thing you were doing your job go to the gym, do your stuff. It was when I got home and I was on my own and I just, I was in digs at the time, but it still wasn't the same. I was just like, where's like, not, no family here. Um, and it was a, it was a difficult period, but my dad on the phone, he just said, said, listen, son, stick it out, stick it out. It's a great opportunity for you. If you take it, you'll, you won't regret it. And, you know, I haven't and didn't. So, um, grateful that, you know, the opportunity was given to me by Terry and, and bringing me up there because it was obviously a long way from home, but, it's actually funny, I got a story when we went there. Um, I'd come up with John Dock, the kit man. Yeah. He drove me in from the airport. I'd had a conversation with the manager. Um, meant to be training the next day and they were like, oh, we've not actually uh, got anywhere for you to stay, um, unfortunately. <laughs> so Terry was like, what, what do you mean we've not got anywhere for him to stay? What, what's happened to the digs and where's, like, short, ring a B&B or something? And um, he went, actually, no, forget that. You know what? You can come and stay with me. So... <laughs> He took me out to his place, but that, that that just summed him up as a man. I mean, I'm I'm just up the road as an 18 year old, and he's yeah, he's, that's pretty fun as well. Obviously, he's a legend as well, yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, like I'm going to Terry Butcher's house, and I'm just like, he's driving me there. He's talked to me about football, about Ipswich, because we have that connection. And it was just he made it easy for me and comfortable for me. And uh, if ever I had a problem, he was there to speak to. A fantastic man manager. Um, yeah. You could go in and speak to him whenever you wanted to. Obviously, he would have days in the dressing room after a game where he wouldn't be quite so calm. But, you know, that was part and parcel of him. And that was what, you know, probably made him the player that he was, um, was that drive and determination. And uh, he obviously had a temper. But if you knew how to deal and cope with that, then you knew that you were going to get the best out of him, you know, in the other end because he would take you in and, mm. like I say, put a hand on your shoulder and stuff and speak to you in the right way if you needed it as well. Um, he was tough. But he was tough in a good way, and I, I appreciate all the work that he did for me when I was up there. And that little story there about him just taking me in for that one night is, you know, it speaks volumes of him as a man to do that. So you spoke to the manager, you get obviously a cracking squad here. I mean, he compete with anyone in the Scottish League right now. Um, who's the who's the gaff that's leading them? You've played under a good few, obviously, but I think I know who we're going to go with. Yeah, I've got to go with we've got Yogi and John Hughes. Have to, I can't not um, just. A fantastic manager knew what he wanted to do when he came in through the door he had a plan we obviously didn't know about the plan at the start when he came in he first came in he was like look I'm not going to change anything um, but he sort of like he didn't change anything as such we carried on playing the way, the way that we were but training gradually changed slightly and slightly and it just sort of made us think oh this is getting different but you're liking it you're enjoying it and he, so he sort of kept doing it slowly for that for the rest of that season. Um, and we still went on to do really well. And obviously, we've got the Aberdeen, um, which is a disappointing way to, to have that fight. Disappointing final, but we should have won it. But yeah, what yeah. not nice the way that that ended. But um, yeah, that season, he just sort of dripped things into us like slowly. And we took to it. And then 
when we came back for the pre-season, everyone had been used to Terry Butcher's pre-season and Morris's, like Mo was just run, um, get your poles, where's the poles? And uh, that's what you always used to say, the poles were out this afternoon, there's no balls and stuff. And you just think, oh, but like it was, it was still, it was hard, it was good, it was, but then you came in, John Hughes that next season, you didn't know what to expect and he just went, right, balls are out and that was it. And I was just like, wow. And I was, I missed one game that season from that pre-season that we had. I only missed one game and that was a game against Celtic away where he told me to rest. That wasn't even because... Was that I was... the week before the cup final? Yeah. Yeah, we got, we got horse that day, didn't we? But it didn't matter. He told, me, he told me to rest. He said, I don't want you travelling down there after what had happened in the semi-final. Um, he just said, just right. take your time off, get your body right. And I was just like... But that just summed it up. We didn't touch a ball with Morris and um, Terry for two weeks. We were just running. But, um, that was old school and it's fine. You know, people have their different ways. But John Hughes come in and he just went, there you go, ball's out. But like I say, I missed one game through being rested that season. And I was the fittest I've ever felt. He made us through the, through the off-season. He said to us, you've got weights to stay at. You need to stay at this weight. And if you do that, I'll be good to you when you come back. And... Uh, yeah, he, he was true to his word. We came back, everyone was in shape still, and we were fit. You need a pre-season regardless, but the way that we did it was was with the ball and it was just um, hard, intense work, but a different style of um, pre-season that I've ever had, and it was fantastic. It was brilliant, and like I say, with, with being the fittest I've ever been, it speaks volumes to what that did to us, but him as a manager, the unbelievable coach, just the way that he managed to get things across to you, it just things that you wouldn't wouldn't even think of he would analyze and then you'd be like oh so that's what we're doing and then you just see it and it just sort of clicked and everything that season did did click and that was all I could say I know we had our fair share of up as, as well on the way but you know yeah. we deserved a lot of what we got I believe because of the way that we played some games that year we were just passing teams off the pitch but with with attempts at the end of it as well we weren't just passing for the sake of passing you know to begin with it may have been a bit like that, but I think that we grew into it as a team and then we got better and better and better as individuals and better as a team. And he'd done that. Himself. I think I think John, he's a genius. I mean, and again, I think we probably didn't realise how good a manager we had at the time and we, we certainly missed him when he left. But I think he was lucky with us. I think the group of players like yourself that were willing to learn because it's all right having those ideas and this philosophy how to play football, but if the boys don't absorb it, then, yeah, about our dressing, we all bought into it. Um, yeah. If you didn't, like I say, you weren't going to play. So it was it was a case of you go with it or you just you don't play. And every one of us was, well, we had good, there was no egos in our dressing room. You know, we had good boys. Um, Terry had brought in good players, good people for the dressing room. And then when, uh, when Yogi took over, he just brought in his own fresh faces along with his ideas with the older players as well that were buying into it. And it, it just went together. And I don't know how, I don't know why, but a massive part of that was because of the way he was able to get things across to you. And he just made it black and white and it was simple to do. And um, the fact that that happened the year before with the Aberdeen final, I think that gave us the experience. And, and you know, that just, every one of us wanted it again. And, um, but he, he made you he made you right every day. Um, you had to be you know on it in training or you'd know about it. And I think that we demanded that from ourselves as well, which is what was good about our group. We ended up taking it upon ourselves to to do it. He could only give us the information, and then it was up to us to obviously implement it on the pitch. And thankfully, we were able to do that. And yeah, I'm I'm gutted that he's not in a job at the moment. I think it's it's poor for Scottish football to not have a, a manager of his ability 
doing what he does best in the game. But, you know, hopefully he gets something sorted out because he deserves it. And, you know, unfortunately what happened at Rafe happened um, from what I've heard and read. He went in there to try and help them out sort of thing and it didn't work. Um, and it, when you've not got a lot of time, you know, it's difficult. So, you know, he, he needed to be given an opportunity. I think he needs to be given an opportunity. And if he doesn't, then... You know, yeah, CV fans are great anyway. Yeah, he's a master, amazing CV. Right, so let's recap on this best 11, Josh. So, starting 11 again Dean Brill, David Raven, Graham Shinney, Gary Warren, Stephen Coker, Greg Tansy, Glenn Kamara, Ryan Christie, Molly Watkins, Johnny Hayes, Kenny Miller, and then the boys were on the bench Aaron Doran, Billy McKay, Richie Foran, Ross Draper, Andrew Shinney, and then Yogi leading them. We'd mind that, Inverness, if we could send these boys again, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, that would be nice. Uh, a brilliant team, you know. I've, I've just, I would have enjoyed playing with that team as well. Um, not just for the football, but for the actual the dressing room. There's, there's no, you know, egos or anything in there. It's brilliant. And, um, yeah, no, I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm thankful that I was able to play with all of them because it was a, a fantastic time, especially up the road and not just up the road. I was able to obviously play with, you know, Stephen and stuff and get the experiences that I've gained from, from all of that is it can only help me as well. Exactly. Right, well, well, we'll wrap up. Josh, I know you've got a little uh, trip up to a place you know well in Vaness. Um, if you don't mind stopping by the stadium, I, I need to have a centre-half for next season, mate. So if you can pop in and say hello. I know the chairman and the chief is out listening to the pod. So, boys, he's available. Um, we need him badly. So, um, yeah, give him a phone. But, yeah, Josh, thanks for coming on, mate. I appreciate it. Um, safe journey up the road. Uh, have a good rest of your summer mate and good luck for next season you too thank you very much yep yep 